A lot of people um, knock things like virtual reality technology and they think, why would you want to escape reality? But when it can be used so that you can um, get people ready for real life situations that are very serious in nature and build empathy. I think that's a good thing. Dave Tut joins us. He's staff sergeant in Halton uh, Police. He is with the Training Bureau, and he's here to talk about this new VR training that they're taking uh, advantage of with the Halton Police. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so intrigued by this. This is uh, what they're saying is a game changer for Halton Police. Basically, you're trying to build empathy and train your police force in um, dealing with a person in crisis. So how does it work? Well, the real advantage of it is that you can control the scenario. So from a training aspect, we're able to put all of our officers through this training uh, with an opportunity to build empathy. So typically for the first two to three minutes of of the scenario, an officer will actually be the person in crisis. So they'll get a better understanding of what Uh, someone in crisis is dealing with and then it flips and then you're the responding officer uh, who's attending that crisis so they'll go through this with an opportunity to learn about what someone in crisis is dealing with and then be able to uh, hopefully de-escalate the situation. So Dave it's not always easy to describe your experiences but you've had one of these VR headsets on take us into the virtual world so you put on a headset what are you going to see? Uh, right now we have three different modules and we've partnered with uh, Axon to deliver this training and the three modules we had are, have are autism, schizophrenia and suicide prevention. So you would go through that first couple minutes of somebody who has autism uh, and so you're going to experience a lot of the things that uh, they would deal with on a daily basis. Tell us, like, it, we, we, I've got the mask on, what am I seeing? You're seeing... Uh, Sometimes there'll be a bit of a blurred vision, um, lots of moving things going around, uh, fixating on certain things. Um, You might be uh, hearing different noises, depending on which module you're doing, if it's schizophrenia or autism. Um, So all kinds of different things that from your senses, it's very tough to navigate. How has this uh, changed your perception on um, dealing with people with autism? It, I think it just causes an officer to really slow down and, and stop and think about what somebody else could be dealing with. And it gives them an opportunity to really um, approach it potentially in a different way. And when you were taking, you were actually taking part in these modules, did you find your reaction? Uh, were you shocked at all when you flipped over from the uh, person dealing with autism to the uh, responder? The responding officer, did you were you shocked in, in your choices or were they kind of along lines of what you anticipated they'd be in the first place? I think the biggest one was the suicide prevention uh, module. When you do that, that one, there's somebody who is on a rooftop who is dealing with a crisis in their life. And once you actually gather some of the information of the background and that's you're going to get that through doing uh, the empathy side. Uh, you actually really realize some of the things that they're dealing with, and it just it's e- easier for an officer to maybe understand what somebody is dealing with, uh, which ultimately is going to cause them to kind of slow down. And, yeah, it can help an officer take a different approach. Was this component about knowing what people with autism, schizophrenia, or, or you know, that are suicidal are dealing with, was that left out of the training in the past, or was it just hard to grasp when, we, when you're just talking through it? it? It is always, it is hard to grasp when you talk through it. Now, we have done scenario training and de-escalation training for a long time, but it's often tough to create how real this is. Uh, When you have a role player who's maybe another police officer, so you know who that person is, and they're really just kind of acting, it can Mm -hmm. be really tough to to get a real understanding 
uh, of what somebody could be dealing with. How long does each uh, virtual reality scenario take? Each each module is about five minutes, so that's the nice thing that an officer can, you know, you could do this before a shift, you can do this during our in-service training, uh, and just kind of quick hits to, to develop that level of empathy. And so how many people have to go through the training? So all 800 of our officers will go through the training, and as well we're training, uh, all 1,100 employees will attend crisis intervention training over the next couple of years, uh, and they'll get an opportunity to do that as well. To your knowledge, is there any other force that's using this technology? No, there's no other police services in Canada that are currently using virtual reality technology. So why did you decide you would take this on? Just in our meetings uh, with Axon and our research, it really just spoke to how real this training can be, uh, specifically for empathy-based. This was a real opportunity for our officers uh, to develop a good understanding uh, of what some people in crisis are dealing with. I know that this would be something that if if it works really well and you show that uh, your force uh, can de-escalate situations quite well, that other people will follow suit. Other police forces is the is uh, I guess I'm trying to ask you politely. What what are we looking at dollar wise for a program like this? It, it's really not overly expensive when you consider that I can have 30 officers all in one training classroom, all doing a scenario on their own and you really only have one instructor. Compared to traditional scenario-based training, you would have four or five instructors and it's really a one-to-one ratio as opposed to a one-to-fifteen or a one-to-thirty ratio for instructor to student. So it ends up being uh, quite a good cost savings as well. Do you have to buy the hardware and do you, you know, update the software? What are the plans? Yep, we currently uh, we had to purchase uh, in all the the uh, software, but the upgrades are kind of as they come. The nice thing is about partnering with Axon is that we have those three modules, and we're going to be delivering on three additional modules uh, with them next year, and hopefully other police services jump on this as well. Uh, I know the plan is ultimately to have a large library uh, of different modules that officers across the country can utilize. Some of the other scenarios I hear that they're dealing with are people that are hard of hearing. And people with dementia, when you're responding to a call, you know, there's a lot to, uh, you know, keep in the back of your mind. Are you confident that through these modules, people will be able to recall situations as far as training goes quicker than they would with the usual, uh, you know, role playing? Yes, absolutely. All right. I love the dementia idea. What are you hearing from your officers? The officers are excited to give it a try. We've put a number of them through it to uh, give it a test to see what they thought and if they saw value in it. Uh, and a lot of a lot of officers are really interested and really excited to see where it's going to go from here and what additional modules we can produce. I understand it's designed like a decision tree. So you get to see the scenario and then you make decisions from the options that are presented to you. Yes, that's correct. Do you give feedback as well to Axon and say, you know what, we've left a decision out here? Absolutely. Uh, One of the nice things is that as much as we're partnering with them to deliver these additional modules, it's really a lot of it is our community partners who are going to have to assist. Uh, Police officers are, we're really good at law enforcement, but we wouldn't specialize in uh, dealing with uh, deaf, hard of hearing population. We'll need our community partners to assist us uh, and assist Axon in the delivering of uh, those additional modules. I think this is a great initiative that you've uh, brought into the police force, and I hope that other uh, forces follow suit because I think it's important that we get a greater idea of how to employ empathy when we're dealing with some of the uh, calls that we have to, you know, you have to respond to on a daily basis. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Same to you. Dave Tutt is a staff sergeant in the Halton Police Training Bureau, and they're working on VR. How cool is that?
I mean, a lot of people dismiss it, including myself. I have dismissed VR and thought, well, I live in the real world. Why would I need any, uh, why would I need to put on a headset and escape it? Well, if you want to work through scenarios and make sure that you are physically ready, because it brings you right to the situation, right? So you almost get like a, a bit of a muscle memory. Because you feel like it's happening to you. So if you feel like you've already uh, been in that experience before as a police officer, then you probably will, you know, be more likely to recall how you dealt with it in an effective manner. You know, my only experience with that something training like that would have been, again, going back to my retail days, you know, training on how to deal with a difficult customer. And we would always do acting it out, role-playing. And even if you're talking about something serious, there's going to be a little bit of hokiness to the role-playing and what's going on. When you're dealing with it with a professional actor, putting it forward on the VR helmet, I think it actually would translate better. That's cool. First of its kind in Canada. So uh, hats off to Halton Police for getting all tech-savvy on us.